Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Self Deaf Sundays, the podcast. Do 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 do. I think it's really clear that some of the learnings from this book has really helped bring. So it gives you like a high level summary of everything that this guy had figured out the power of the subconscious mind and suggestions. An exciting guest with me um, who I've actually just recently met and I think like even from like the conversations we've had like it just made sense to have her here and I think like the stars of the universe and all these kind of things aligned and now I've actually mm-hmm. got her here with me so I've got Kriti with me here today Woo! I'm, Hello! So, <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here and I think like I know for a fact that the conversation we, we're gonna have is gonna be juicy so mm-hmm. welcome to the show and thank you so much for being here Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And honestly, I, because I was a fan from like the first episode when I listened to it and I was like, oh my gosh, me and Lemika have like the same mind. Yeah. It's like soul so, no, yeah. from a different time. Yeah, exactly. Soul sisters, almost. Honestly, yeah. And I think we were just talking about it earlier as well. Like our parents actually knew each other from before, right? Like our yeah. dads were friends and they went to the same army situation and now like mm-hmm. it just happened that we happened to find each other and, and kind of like what each other do and that's the mm-hmm. reason that we're here and I think like for the people that don't know you maybe we can start mm-hmm. off with name age and occupation. Of course yes well hello I'm Kriti and I am 24 I'm going to be 25 um, literally in like two weeks <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, exciting. Exciting in the quarantine. Um, and yeah, I'm a paralegal at the moment. So yeah. Cool. Amazing. Welcome once again. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. So I think like, like I mentioned, like the whole premise of the show is just going to be getting to know you, right? And getting to kind yeah. of your story and kind of like what, what's made you who you are today. So maybe like, let's kick off with the first question, right? So Mm-hmm. as a profession like you you're a paralegal but I'm sure there's so much yeah. more to you in terms of mm-hmm. who you are and like mm-hmm. you know like some of your kind of drivers so my first question to you Kriti is actually mm-hmm. you know what are you what would you say your key kind of motivation in life is in terms of everything that you do like what really drives you as a person uh that's a really good question <laughs> um I'd say that I have always been the type of person who I think that I've always grown up with the idea that not not so much that I want to leave a legacy, you know, on the world or in the world. I've always been the type of person who has always wanted to do good and be good in terms of, you know, my intentions and basically just to almost, you know, leave people better than how I found them, you know. And I always feel like... Um, I feel like, yeah, that's sort of my main motivation more than anything is to help people and just to, in whatever way, shape or form that is really, and to kind of just, just give and spread more love. I think, I think that this world nowadays, more than ever, actually now more than ever, needs as much love um, as it can get. And I feel like that is as corny as it sounds. I feel like that really is probably one of my main motivations. And, you know, ever since I was a kid, I've always loved to be really friendly and, you know, just really open with people and just to make everybody feel heard and seen. So yeah, I definitely say it's something along the lines of that. I think I definitely I'm working on it. And sometimes, you know, 
at the moment with my path, I kind of just, you know, as anybody would, you stray a bit and, you know, you lose your path a bit and then you get back on the path and stuff. But at the end of the day, that's kind of what, you know, my main ethics and my morals are. And that's kind of what it will always be. And, you know, those are my main motivations. So, yeah. Nice. I mean, you're right. Like, that's literally something I would say. Like, it's yeah. <laughs> See? Like, some of my friends, they listen to me, right? And every time I start mm-hmm. talking about my impact and like, I would just, yeah. things, like, they, they always say like, oh, he, he she goes again, you know? Like, yeah. this is like the Lamika talk, right? So I'm glad yeah. that there are people that like, think like me and like, that yeah, of course. Yeah. Because you're right. Yeah. Like, some, sometimes people do look at these things and say, oh, like, it is corny or cliche. But once again, mm-hmm. in terms of like, your drivers right like in terms of everything yeah. that, that you do in your life whether it's professionally whether it's personally like that is you're kind of like you're your your anchor in a way right of course yeah and, yeah and you did mention right like there are you you want to you do that in different various ways like um mm-hmm. how you actually apply like kind of like this kind of way of thinking and and yeah you know leaving people or situations better than how you found them but like of course. from your point of view like is there some kind of activities or some projects or events that has taken place that has like that has allowed you to showcase these values yeah I definitely say that um in terms of events I feel like there have been certain situations in my life where I've gone through um experiences where it's really humbled me I think um just an example um I went I actually took a gap year Mm -hmm. and I went to Nepal and it was at a time where it was quite you know it was a very confusing confusing stage for me because I didn't really know where I wanted to go to uni I didn't know what I want to study I didn't you know it was a very I just felt like I was all over the place and you know the first thing and it still happens now the first thing when I feel unsettled I feel un you know uncomfortable in, in whatever position I'm in um I always feel like the first thing I should do is to just not think about myself and to help people, honestly. And um, so, you know, that's at that stage, you know, I, I spoke to my parents and, you know, my dad was like, you know, well, you could always do some charity work in Nepal. And I thought rather than just charity work anywhere, I'd rather go somewhere where there's an actual connection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went back home uh, and I went to my dad's village and I went to his wow. old school and I taught English there for about three months. Yeah. And I think that, I was a very different person before that experience. And again, as cliche as it sounds, it's almost as if it changed me in a way. Mm. Um, and I feel like, you know, it did really humble me. And I feel like that's one way that I definitely did, you know, be I was able to help somebody or help people. Mm. Um, and then I also did, you know, I also visited, I don't know if you've heard of the charity called Amokogar. I think I've briefly come across it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's run by this lovely, amazing woman called Dil Shobashasta. Mm-hmm. And um, she, it's basically essentially an um, elderly home, like an old people's home. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's run for um, elderly people who basically have been abandoned by their families. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing her interview um, on the FBS radio and I was with my mum and I didn't really understand I mean my my Nepalese was a bit you know dodgy back then because I used to speak so much English that I was like oh can you translate this for me I don't understand this and you know my mum just told me the story and I was really moved by it and I don't know why because at that time I don't know if you ever went through it but I was going through a really confusing stage in my identity you know part of my life where I tried to be so almost too British mm-hmm. that I really lost, you know, 
I lost touch with my roots and, and who I really was, you know, my Nepalese side and all of that. Yeah. So um, when I heard that story, I was like, I don't know why I felt such a deep connection to it. So, you know, in my gap year, I actually went to the, the wow. shelter and um, I'd raised some money in boarding school. And then I, you know, gave her um, the check and, you know, there was like a whole, almost like a little ceremony with that as well. But it was one of the best experiences of my life. And I still remember it. So with warm you know memories to this day and yeah I feel like you know that alongside with um experiences I've gone through in my life mm. um yeah I feel like I've, those are the moments I've been able to kind of just really connect with people on a soul level and also just spread love and kindness really yeah I love that and mm. I think firstly kudos to you for actually going out and doing it right because so many oh, thank people you. <laughs> have said that right I think mm-hmm. because we like we are from Nepal, but we've grown up in the UK. Like so many people mm-hmm. I know have said, I want to go back to the country and I want to give back. Yeah. And it's yeah. not talk, but like mm-hmm. looking at you, like you've thought about it and you actually went out and did it. Right. So that yeah. courage in a way. Um, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. But I think equally as well, like what you mentioned around like going through that identity crisis, right. In terms of, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that sometimes I feel like I'm too British but at the end of the day mm. we're never going to be fully British how no matter how much we want to be yeah English right we look different right? yeah different. we look of course like, yeah not English like let's, yeah. let's not like try and fool ourselves right yeah <laughs> but I think like what you said around giving back to especially like your dad's village I think even if mm. I look at my own family, I think family is such a big thing for us and, and kind of, of like course, yeah. back to our kind of ancestors in a way. And it's really crazy to think that if it wasn't for our nan and granddad and, and our dad going into the army, imagine the kind of lives we'd be living right now, right? I know, like, yeah. We'd be married somewhere with kids and like... Yeah. And like the saddest part is this that there's so much potential that would be locked away. I think that's the saddest part, right? If that yeah, yeah. But I think, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, like you went out there and, and you, you were yourself and you did that. Like that mm-hmm. is, I can imagine that be really being um, life changing in a way. And like, like you mentioned, like yeah. it humbles you in the sense of mm-hmm. sometimes in the Western world, we get so caught up with what society thinks is right in the social media. Yeah. There's, you know, like mm-hmm. how can I look like the next model? And there's so many like mm-hmm. things that go along. And I think yeah. like when you went back, it, I'm sure it kind of made you realize what really matters in life, right? And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. And you can't buy. Yeah, of course. And it, I remember when I came back, my parents were so shocked because they'd always grown up with certain privileges and you know you know I was able to grow up in you know a country where my voice was always heard or you know little things like I was always always able to get what I wanted in terms of you know the right education and and something small as a Nintendo DS you know just Mm -hmm. things like that and whether it be you know materialistic things or whether it be important things um it was I not that I've taken it for granted, but I never really understood the value of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that when I went back home and, you know, cause my dad, his village is, it is, it is literally in the middle of nowhere on the top of a mountain. Yeah. It is freezing cold <laughs> and the road to get there. I actually thought I was going to die. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> it was like, it was a battle. Like, um, yeah. how do you say in English? Like a village road yeah it's just yeah and there's bits with literally no yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and it just was you know there's no road yeah exactly and it just was 
it was horrible. And when you look down your window, like look outside your window, there's like a hundred foot drop and then there's like this massive river running down it. And I actually thought I was going to die so many times, but you get used to it at some point. Um, but you know, it, it just was, I think that after that, it just, yeah, I really did open my eyes and, you know, I love to go back even when we go back to Nepal because, um, my brother and sister, not so much just because they didn't really have that sort of bonding experience, I think, you know, and they didn't really, they've, they haven't gone back very much um, since, you know, we've all grown older. But for me, it was the place where it was like a rebirth for me, you know, and I felt like I was, a, like I said, I was a different person back then. I think that I was, I was spoiled, you know, and had I not had that experience, I think that I would be a different person today. So, you know, I'm extremely, eternally grateful for that, you know, whole experience. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I think like you mentioned, there was something calling you, right? Like the, like you mentioned yeah. something. And I think the timing is so important as well. If, so, if you went with your parents, maybe when you're in school, maybe you wouldn't mm-hmm. have embraced that side. But I think going back to where yeah. around, when you were going through that identity crisis or like really wanting to figure out what do I actually want to do? And I think yeah. a lot of the people feel the same way in terms of, mm-hmm. I guess in the Western world, success is looked at in terms of black or white, right? Whether you go to school or yeah. not, whether you go to college or not, whether you go into um, you know, uni or not, whether you get a job or not. And mm-hmm. it's very like linear path, but yeah. I don't think there's enough kind of experiences in our lives, where they let you be, bit more playful right what do I actually yeah of course do? like what do I actually enjoy and I think mm-hmm. maybe for people listening I think doing those activities like people say a lot but I think you are living proof that doing those t- things provided you a better clarity on what 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 matters to you and also yeah you're going to focus on moving forward right so how was it yeah back? like when you came back like and you told your parents like because I'm sure that you spoke to them on the phone but like Mm-hmm. how was that the first time you landed back from Nepal and you went into your mm-hmm. house and the parents were like welcome back how did that feel <laughs> it was it was insane because by the time I actually stayed in Nepal for half a year so it was six months mm-hmm. and by the time I came back I didn't want to come back to the UK I was you know it, I felt like my Nepalese was the best it had ever been in my life yeah. you know I had grown close to my cousins who I hadn't seen in years you know um I'd made friends out there which I never thought would happen you know and it was just yeah and it, yeah really it, it just was you know I, it was almost like I had another life out there it was crazy and you know I, d- I didn't I mean the only part that was really um bursting my bubble a bit was you know I still had to go through the UCAS application I still because I deferred a year so you know I'd still um and luckily I'd got into you know you know university and stuff um but that was the only thing that was really kind of dragging me back to the UK almost but you know I just didn't want to leave and but when I did come back it was it was very bittersweet because obviously you do miss elements of your life here you know um which is completely different to life back home mm-hmm. but it's um it was lovely, but I was also very sad as well, you know, and I did, but one thing I did know, and I remember even when I look at my old journal entries is that like, like I said earlier, it was a rebirth sort of situation where I felt like I was a brand new person Mm -hmm. and I was just excited to come back and bring this whole new mentality that I had and this new outlook on life that I had Mm -hmm. um, back here and just to kind of live my new life almost, you know? So, yeah. I love that. And I know exactly what you mean because I've been to my dad's village once as well. And mm-hmm. it's so weird because that was the first time I've been there, right? But it felt like I was yeah. always there, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. People, like, you look around and everyone's face is just so welcoming and warm. And, yeah. like, because you, they know that you are the daughter of 
like your granddad, obviously. Yeah. I feel like they refer that, right? It's like, oh my God, like, polna, polna, like, yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. And I think mm-hmm. they just have this unwavering kind of like warmness about them and, and they don't have much right like my, in my dad's village like their window was like a hole in the wall <laughs> like yeah <laughs> you wake up and it's greenery right um yeah and they don't have much like they they use the water from the well and like it's so it's such a simple life and like yeah I think like you mentioned earlier on it, like it really really humbles you and I think like for of anyone course. listening who's never done that I think I would definitely recommend that and in the future, if I ever go through like a court life crisis or like midlife, mm-hmm. crisis, <laughs> like what you've done, I would definitely want to go back and give something if that makes sense. Of course, and yeah, yeah, I think there is so much, there is so much to gain by giving, as ironic as that. Of course, sense, right? Yeah. Talking about giving back, you've got mm-hmm. a little. Little, you've got a little YouTube thing going on, haven't you? Oh, <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, let's jump into that and like, let's maybe you can give like a high level overview of your page and like maybe mm. what made you start it. And and I think even before you you're gonna say, I know for a fact that that is I guess driven by giving back, right? Because I'm not sh- I'm sure you don't gain much from it, but maybe we can talk about yeah. that little passion you got going on. So yeah, my YouTube channel, it's something that I'm working on it's a work in progress but it's um I think that with something like YouTube what I've really first of all I'll say what I've really appreciated about kind of being on the YouTube sort of um world is that it's such hard work like I didn't expect how much hard work because you know you've got to be consistent which I'm also working on (laughs) and you know you've got to keep up a good relationship with your subscribers which is kind of not easy but it's it's sort of natural to me because I feel like I'm very I love people so you know communicating has always been one of my strengths um and it's just things like filming and then editing and learning how to edit and do certain things and um things like that so I'm learning a lot but I absolutely love it and you know albeit I was very you know I've been on it for about two years now and it was crazy because when I first started I think I used to do more videos but with being on the online world comes a whole lot of other things such as I mean you know I've only got I've got less than a thousand subscribers but for me it was never about views it was never about how many subscribers I had I never did it for that I did it mainly for me because I think at the time that I started it I was in such like a very dark place in my life and I just wanted something to kind of just keep my mind off that you know mm-hmm. um so yeah I've got it and initially it was to share my experience of becoming a lawyer but you know obviously because you know now um I've kind of changed route and I don't actually want to be a lawyer anymore and for me that's you know a whole other thing because you know all I've ever known since a young age is I want to be a lawyer and Mm -hmm. sort of changing that path has I think has reignited my passion for all my sort of um work ethic for YouTube because I feel like now I've got more things I can talk about that I'm actually Mm -hmm passionate about so you know not to say that I wasn't passionate about law because I was for a very long time but now because I've sort of changed that route I've had so many people talk to me and message me and say because I did that one video saying you know talking about my truth and saying you know it's okay if you change your mind even if it's you know disappointing other people or you somewhat disappoint yourself uh, you know life always goes on and you know you can always better yourself from your experiences um so since I've done that one video it's made me just realize oh my gosh people actually listen to me and like what I have to say and it just made me feel even more um motivated to do more videos about 
just self-discovery and self-development and just, you know, things like that. And that's kind of where I'm headed with my channel at the moment. So yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. I mean, like from everything that you said, I feel like I've got two questions for you, right? First Mm -hmm. is what made you make that jump? Because like mm. I mentioned earlier on again like people do a lot of talking right people say a lot like I yeah. need to create a YouTube channel or I need to create a new, mm-hmm. I need a new company but they don't mm-hmm. actually make that jump and I think once yeah. day, that takes that like true passion and also that bit of courage to kind of leave yeah. that. so firstly what yeah. what made you do that like you know like like you mentioned it wasn't about subscribers for you right it was yeah. yeah going back to your core value of, of giving back um yeah did you say that was the reason for it yeah definitely because yeah it goes back to what we discussed you know in the very beginning about wanting to help people and I feel like honestly like I'm such a giver in the sense that I love to give help I love to give love I love to give I just love to give to people you know and even if it's people I don't know personally um people I just meet on the street whoever it may be if they ask something of me obviously in the right context um then I'm always willing to kind of you know yeah you know I've just always been yeah just quite a giver so I felt like me starting this YouTube page at a time that was not a great time in my life you know personally speaking was just a way of giving back and I think that initially I had actually planned for my YouTube channel to be a page to help um sort of speak about mental health awareness and things and because my own journey with mental health has been so up and down you know I have depression and so that was a very big factor as to why I was like you know what I'm going to start this channel because at the time that I it was in 2018 that I started my channel and you know mental health was really starting to become and I don't mean this in like um in a pop culture way but it was becoming a hot topic you know mm-hmm. where people were starting to understand what it was and starting to understand the importance of good you know mental health and mental health awareness and what it means and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so I really not that I, I would never say that I wanted to kind of just you know jump on the bandwagon or anything like that it was because I understood I was like okay I'm not the only person that feels like this or I'm not the only person that goes through x experiences you know so maybe if I talk about my experiences it will help people um but of course with that you know as much as I wanted to start my channel mm-hmm. about that you know comes things like pressures and what society will think of you and especially coming from you know the Nepali society mm-hmm. it's not a talked about subject and I I said to myself you know what let me start with this whole legal process first Mm -hmm. and then let me develop it because then I can sort of develop a following maybe who people who actually want to get to know me and understand me and not just judge me because I'm talking about something you know that is quite a sensitive topic Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's kind of why I started it and it was you know in the beginning it was a lovely distraction but now it's become I've made all these friends through YouTube, you know, and I've, it's lovely to be able to, you know, think that, oh my gosh, these people actually want to listen to what I have to say. And it's not about, it's, I don't mean that in the sense of, oh, you know, I'm important or me, this, me, that. I mean, it in the sense that I feel like I've got so many thoughts going through my head at like mm-hmm. a thousand miles per hour every single day. And to be able to kind of just channel that in a way that people understand makes me feel understood as well. And I love that, you know, so yeah. Definitely. I mean, like that, that I think even from what you just said, and I've watched your videos as well. Right. And I think watching your videos, mm-hmm. talking to you now, like you're the same, like, do you know what I mean? No. Like, <laughs> I never doubted it. I never doubted you to be like, oh my yeah, God, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, I think yeah. that even 
like looking back at your motivation and what made you do it like and I think mm. one thing that you've touched on here is very important which is this idea around uh, kind of evolution in a way in in the sense of mm. you initially started off with wanting to do something else but right but mm. adapted and it's like oh let me take this angle and now like you're like yeah. oh, let me try a different angle right but I think yeah you kind of message here is that you kept going like just mm-hmm. because you didn't like figure out the exact niche of your YouTube channel it didn't mean that you just kind of dropped it right you kept going yeah that's mm-hmm. the most important thing like obviously the whole channel is about self-development and like yeah you know, I'm sure you have grown quite a lot in that kind of aspect mm-hmm. of it, right so I think mm-hmm. you just said what mm-hmm. you're doing now is might probably won't be what's going to happen in the next year's time right because yeah of course it's yeah. going to change and then your priorities are going to change and then there's going to be another level that you're going to unlock about yourself right? yeah 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 exactly I mean, i'm excited to see where it's going to go and i'm sure it's going to be oh thank you great whatever it is right um <laughs> oh thank you and then yeah following on from what you just said earlier that was my first question. second question was around mm-hmm. we just talked about now right where you um mm-hmm. when you posted that video about the truth where you have kind yeah. of you became vulnerable and you shared what do you actually want to do and and from a very young age you thought you wanted to be a lawyer and now that's kind of changed mm. I think from everything that you said as well like you don't kind of follow rules just because that's what's meant to be like even going to gap year right mm. that is not traditionally mm. what you do but you did it and like even now like mm. you'd already started a following in a way in that legal kind of law industry and then you literally flipped on the head and said by the way I don't want to do this mm. anymore right so like, yeah what was yeah. like I think that we're learning that about your character as we speak um but yeah i guess maybe just to touch quickly on that topic around like your your, your the truth video um mm-hmm. what was the kind of why, why did you why did you do it like in mm-hmm. a high level summary way i'm, I'm sure you, they can watch the video right but maybe like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> plug myself yeah <laughs> oh. <laughs> thank you thank you um yeah i think that because i've always been the type of person that I've never liked to kind of beat around the bush Mm. I I feel like I've always felt like I've had sort of an inner truth and for me to be able to fully accept that and and live by that I thought that okay I have this following now um, of people who follow me because of what I do as a legal professional Mm. and to continue making these videos that I no no, no longer felt passion for or you know I feel like when I look back at the videos, I can even hear it in my voice where a lot of them I've hidden just because I just felt like, you know, the energy wasn't there. And you can just, like I said, you can see it on my face. You can hear it in my voice where the passion and the love just isn't there. And I felt like I'm not going to be that type of person to mm. lie and say, oh, this is what I'm still loving and this is what I'm still interested in, you know? That's just like when, right? yeah, exactly. And just like when you're in a relationship and you no longer feel the love there, you can't just carry on and just, you know what I mean? And just pretend like you love that person. You can't do that. So it was very much that sort of same um, thought process with making that video. I thought I'm just going to be real about it. And I know as much as people follow me because of my legal path and my legal career, I just can't lie at the same time. And so I, I didn't say it in the video, but the whole sort of message behind that was, I'm kind of sorry at the same time because it's almost like leading people up to this point and being like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer, I'm going to be a lawyer, and suddenly being like, actually, surprise, I don't want to be a lawyer anymore, you know? And yeah, exactly. It's like, and I just, you know, I just was like, no, and I just did not feel happy making these videos anymore. And I just thought, and, and I know that I still make videos now for paralegals, but that's because I stick to what I'm doing now and I still enjoy what I do now and I'm not quitting anytime soon or anything like that. But I just, 
I don't want to lead people on and be like, I'm going to be this fantastic lawyer when my heart's not in it anymore. So, and I also just wanted, I think the main thing was I wanted people to know that it's okay. You don't have to feel trapped, you know? Um, you know, it was such a hard process. And again, you know, telling my parents that was another hard thing, you know, because they really wanted me to become a lawyer. You know, they spent all this money on my education and et cetera, et cetera. And I just thought in my head, I'm not the only person that's going through this and I know it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like being in a community such as the Nepalese community, as amazing as it is, and I, as I love being Nepalese so much, but at the same time, there are so many things that I feel like we still need to work towards together as a community um and things like this such as accepting you know this is a failure on my part but I accept it you know Mm -hmm. and I don't need other people to criticize me or scrutinize me and for me to make this video it was sort of a way to kind of almost shut people up before they start criticizing me you know and that was one of the main factors was that I want to be able to be a speaking voice for people who feel the same and you know we're we're so young I'm only 24 and I know I joke and I'm like oh I'm gonna be 25 blah 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 but like I'm only 24 and I have this whole world exactly exactly and I know that in sort of the Nepalese society's you know ideal or you know way of thinking and um sort of idea that by 25 you know you should be sort of settled down in your career and you should think about marriage and things like that I'm the complete opposite, you know, my parents know this and it drives my mother insane (laughs) And because she's such a traditionalist and she's like, you know, oh my God, why are you such a wild child and I've never been one to follow rules. But at the same time, it's a great balance because my dad loves that side about me. He loves the, you know, I've always been such a curious child and I've always questioned Mm -hmm. and my mom is very religious. So something like, I think recently when I've been going through this process, I've lost a very big sort of, um, part of me which was my religion as well and I always question my mom about certain things about the Hinduism religion and not out of disrespect but just out of curiosity and she gets annoyed though whereas my dad loves it because he's like this is fantastic Nana because you know it's it's a way to keep your mind young you know you have to keep asking these questions and such but I digress but um yeah it was really to kind of just to help anybody sort of going through the same thing and you know after I did that video I kid you not, I got so much more recognition than I ever got before. Mm-hmm. And just people being like, I understand how you feel. And I'm so happy that you made this video. Thank you. Because, you know, I feel the same and I don't know how to break it to myself or my family or whoever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, you know, like I said before, that's kind of why I made this YouTube sort of um, channel, because I wanted to be able to communicate with people. Yeah. I mean, that firstly, yeah, I think the fact that you were vulnerable and you were brave enough to say it I think it just shows mm. so many people think the same way right like like you yeah mean, there's so many people who aren't willing to accept that truth themselves mm-hmm. and even though yeah. it took you a year you got to that yeah. end kind of destination in a way right and mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. one thing that you said is the acceptance side of things like mm-hmm. as the more you fight it the more you're fighting with yourself but I'm I'm mm-hmm. glad that you kind of accept the situation you've accepted that okay this isn't for me and it's not doing the world yeah. right like you're still living yourself yeah. and you've got a roof over your head it just yeah. means okay let's take a little another let's take another direction right and that's yeah like a detour what it, that's literally what it means and I think yeah. one important message of everything that you said is letting go mm. letting go mm-hmm. that could be in relationships that could be mm. in career that could be in people right and yeah. I think one of my friends, so in my first episode that I did with my really close friends, she said this mm-hmm. quote, which, which was, 
um, she moved away from energies that no longer served her. And I thought that was okay. so powerful. Um, yeah. And that could mean in any way, right? That could mean mm-hmm. like, like a relationship or a career. But I'm yeah. so glad that you kind of spoke up. And I think speaking up mm-hmm. once again takes a lot of courage, and especially in our society. Like mm-hmm. people suppress themselves because yeah. they're too scared of what people are going to say. Um, and yeah. as a result, they never unlock their full potential, right? Um, but mm-hmm. the fact that you've kind of spoken up and you've put your hand up and said, you know, this isn't for me. And, and yeah. also know that it's completely fine, right? And I think mm-hmm. I say this to all my, my younger cousins, my brother, and like all my loved ones is that um, there is a higher purpose for you, right? Like all these deep mm-hmm. things happening, all these difficult times that might seem, you might seem lost, but it all happens mm-hmm. for a reason. And I know for a fact mm-hmm. that as long as you've got your core kind of driver, which once again, yeah. it's given back, like you mentioned, yeah. showing love and communicating and, being the best version of yourself, things do work on your favor, right? And I'm, I'm sure that mm. there's another opportunity that's just locked away for you. And yeah. that's be the, you know, the best, like when the door opens, I'm sure it's going to be the best thing for yourself. And yeah. you're going to, you can be your full true potential without, you know, the end, like you mentioned on the video, right? Like if you don't, yeah. if you don't mean what you say, you can see in your face, right? It, it, it doesn't yeah. come across right, right? So of course, yeah. Now, I'm glad. Firstly, I'm glad that you made that move, and I know for a fact that whatever happens, it will work out. And I think. Oh, thank you. Fine. You'll be fine. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. No, that that makes me feel very happy, and Good. it gives me sort of a peace of mind when I think when people reassure me because it is quite a scary position to be in, and it's um i i I'll always go back to like our society and you know like obviously we understand sort of the pressures that come with it and you know the things that you know our parents expect from us and um i think that was a really big reason as to why i didn't let myself accept it for a really long time you know i i even tried to c- convince myself you know i was like no no no, this is just a momentary thing and i'll be fine one yeah, yeah exactly it's just a phase and you know for my parents it was it was a hard pill for them to swallow as well because um, <laughs> from a young age, I've always been quite a fickle individual. And I said this in one of my recent yeah. uh, <laughs> YouTube videos where I've always been, I've always been able to change my mind very quickly, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you know, for them, it was very much like, you know, one of the things that they first asked me was, are you sure? Like, you know, you do change your mind quite a lot. And, you know, when you were younger, you wanted to be an astronaut at one point, you wanted to be a journalist, you wanted to be a doctor, then you finally settled with a lawyer. And now you don't want to do that. Like, are you sure? Are you 100% sure? And I was like, I'm really sorry, Marbab. I was like, yeah, I've like taken like a year to think about this. And, you know, and I do feel bad because, you know, at the end of the day, when you think about all the energy that's been, you know, um, spent studying on my part, and all the money that's been spent on my parents' part, but at the end of the day, you know, I know for a fact that my parents will be happy with whatever um, I'm happy doing, mm-hmm. you know. So you've just got to think about the main thing is to think about, I guess, the people that you care about the most and, um, you know, care about you and look after you. Because as much as, you know, you want to people please other people um, or be a people pleaser, um, you know, you've just got to, your number one is you and you've got to think about that as well and not sort of sacrifice your well-being or your mind or your heart or you know anything like that so um I have faith you know and you know we'll just see where life takes me and you know I was I'm rereading for the hundredth time my favorite book at the moment which is The Alchemist and I'm sure we'll yeah I'm sure we'll get you know to talk yeah, about we'll that, that yeah. a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm but sure. honestly, that for later <laughs> yes yes I will but I'll just say that you know it gives me such 
is it, it helps me sleep at night. Oh my god, you've got yeah. it! Yeah, yeah. looks so dirty as well. But <laughs> I, I always have it here. I always have it in my little book. Yeah, it's honestly that book changed me. But we'll get on to that in a bit. I'm sure we will. Yeah, I mean, like, think from everything that you said, like you put mm. yourself first, right? And and you did say mm. it was a waste, or like. Uh, you know my parents are disappointed but I don't think it's a waste at all think about Mm -hmm. how it built you as a character right and yeah career aside think about other soft skills that you picked up if it wasn't for that Mm -hmm. career if it wasn't for you going that you wouldn't be the Mm -hmm. person you are in terms of being an extrovert or being able to communicate and even starting your YouTube Mm -hmm. journey right that was just stepping stone for what's Mm -hmm. um what's there for you next so I know you just said it was a waste but I don't agree with that I don't think it's a waste at all yeah thank you that's so refreshing to hear that (laughs) (laughs) good i'm sure um but now i mean first once again like i think from all the conversation we've had like i feel like i've really got to learn you as an individual and what Mm -hmm. drives you and like everything that you said even though like we've only met like this is the first time we're speaking on video right yeah yeah it feels like I've known you for all my life. <laughs> that sounds same. like <laughs> absolutely the same. <laughs> right? um, but thank you once again for kind of sh- being vulnerable and sharing your uh, ordinary tales, which is the first half of the podcast. Yeah. But now what mm-hmm. I'd like to do is kind of focus on the the future, right? And and you know the mm-hmm. three dreams part, which is what the future holds. And I think future is yeah. one of this thing no one knows, right? No one knew that we were mm-hmm. going to a global pandemic a year ago. Like no one knows what the future holds. But yeah, I think there are just some things that you know you want to achieve in the in the future so i'm going to ask you this one mm-hmm. question and then we can um kind of like bounce back and forth like we have with our previous ones but okay. my question yeah. to you kriti is yeah. what do you want your legacy to be wow what a question <laughs> um, i think yeah my legacy that's you know what funnily enough this is not something that i've actually given much thought to previously so it would be nice to kind of hear what i have to say just because i'm put on the spot um but i think more than anything i want my legacy to be you know even if it's something like you know just my family who remember this you know as as part of me or remember me by just someone who is just loving who loves all beings every you know every single person every creature whatever it is and just somebody who was just so warm and um giving you know um so yeah i think that's that's sort of the main premise of my legacy that i you know i'd be happy with really um yeah i'd say that definitely definitely and i think like you're right it is kind of a big question and i think it's interesting because your your drivers is the same as your legacy if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Which yeah. is weird, right? Because I've asked the same question to five other people and all the answers have been so different. Like every yeah, single really. answer has been different and you'd think it'd be the same. But I think yeah. like, going back to your legacy, like, you know, people want to like be the next CEO or, you know, like come mm. up with fancy, like all of this. But I think going back to your core drivers, I think it's all about yeah. like loving and being like loving others and also being yeah. Like, because I think it goes mm-hmm. in two ways doesn't it yeah absolutely yeah. and I feel like um as long as you're you know whatever it is whatever you want your legacy to be I feel like as long as your heart's truly there mm-hmm. and you know it's not just a momentary sort of um feeling or a momentary sort of thought to your legacy I think that as long as the in- good intention uh, intention is there it'll be fine you know mm-hmm. whatever it is um so that's interesting to know that mine was the only one that was the same it is and and didn't yeah. even think of it because people have said completely different things right some people have yeah. said 
the, the drivers, the family, and the, and the legacy is all about like traveling the world and yeah. working abroad and like being like other people said, I want to be remembered for like other things. So it's just really interesting because these mm-hmm. are the people that are really close to me, but I, even I didn't know that about them, right? So how yeah, can we yeah. actually sit our friend down and ask, what you want yeah. to be, right? Of course. Yeah. Right? But I think these are the kind of conversations that come up um, more naturally, like if you're, you know, going out for drinks and stuff. But no, I think what you said, like, I think that makes complete sense and I think just from I don't know if you've given it a thought by any chance because like mm-hmm. you mentioned you're kind of figuring it out in, in mm-hmm. terms of your journey and what's next and that's the same as me right I don't know yeah. what's going to happen in five years time from a career point of view like some of the jobs that's going to happen in five years time doesn't exist at the moment right so we constantly mm-hmm. have to, like, adapt so I think that that's going to be beneficial for you because you're fickle right like, you can adapt yeah <laughs> <laughs> you got right. it yes that's yeah. it <laughs> adapt, overcome right but <laughs> in terms of like you've done your gap year and you've done like mm. all this boarding school but is have you got given any idea how you're actually going to achieve your legacy um I think just because my legacy is something that I try and be authentic to every single day of my life um be it with you be it with my mom my dog you know whoever it is um a stranger on the street my neighbor um it's more i it's somewhat more easier for me to kind of achieve i think um not that i want to achieve it quicker or anything like that but i mean in terms of um i think that it's just something that i have to stay true to every single day and i think that's the that's the main and best way that i can sort of um achieve that legacy or work towards it you know obviously there are days where i and I think that a misconception of me and my personality is that a lot of people think that I'm this bubbly, friendly, happy person all the time. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, that's not the case. Like, <laughs> when I'm having a bad day, oh boy. And, you know, <laughs> I'll again, take word for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know you the best. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah, exactly that. And this is something that I'm working on. I feel like... Um, you know, a lot of the times when we go through negative experiences, you know, you do unfortunately pick up negative habits or, you know, sort of toxic habits sometimes, you know, and me trying to stay true to this legacy that I'm working towards is me basically just trying to better myself every single day. And, you know, it doesn't happen every single day. It doesn't happen all day, every day. You know, it is a working process and a work in progress. And, you know, it's something that is just, you know, in the making, you know. And so, yeah, I think that the way that I can sort of achieve that legacy is just by little baby steps along the way and just by trying to improve myself in whatever way that is, whether that's mentally, physically, you know, in whatever way. So I think that's sort of the way and the direction I'm sort of headed now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like, I think I mentioned it on my podcast as well, but I think Maya Angela talked about this idea around legacy and she told mm. about that, right? Like, you, you don't, you have no idea what your legacy is and the fact that you're building yeah. every single moment, like every single life yeah. is your legacy, right? It doesn't have to be something grand. It's those yeah. moments. And I think that really aligns with what you just said. Like, it's mm-hmm. not like a tick box of it. Oh my God, I, 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 I love people now or, I, or I'm, I'm being loved. It's more like those moments that you build and it's like, as long as mm. you know that you're doing the right thing at the right time, like you are yeah. a legacy, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, um, yeah. And, it's interesting because now you've got me thinking I'm like geez you know like I, I'm pretty sure this is and I'm 100% well 90% sure this is my legacy but when you really think about it because 
you know, you're so used to hearing people being like, I want to be this, I want to do that, exactly like what you said. And although there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, and, you know, each to their own, really, um, I think that for me, the main thing has always been not so much what I want to be in terms of, like, career or anything like that. It's just the um, sort of, like, more things that I can relate to on a deeper level. So for me, it's always been about how... I, in the future, hopefully I can be a great mother, you know, how my children remember me, um, you know, because in the future when we're gone, when I'm gone, it's not the money they remember, it's not, you know, oh, I mean, some in some cases, like, you know, obviously, if you invented something great, like the computer or the internet, you know, um, everybody will remember you by, but um, in terms of my family, those are who, who and friends, they're, they're the most important people in my life, so as long as they remember me as the amazing mother or you know, the best friend that I ever had or something like that, that is just enough for me. And um, I hope that never changes, you know, because, you know, we're still young and, you know, we go through phases in our life where experiences teach us a lot of things and sometimes we change and sometimes we go down the wrong path, the right path, you know. But I just, I pray to the universe that that sort of idea and that wish I have never changes. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. And I think it's so interesting because, you know, like, obviously there's our parents' generation and they've been born mm. that way. And I think um, going back to our generation and like, I guess mm. we are in a way setting the path for the next generation of Nepalese kids and growing yeah. up here, right? And it's so mm. interesting what you said, because when I talk to my friends who are non-Nepalese, like they wouldn't talk about things like, I want to be the best mother or I think family is such a deep-rooted value in the way we've been brought up. And oh, I think yeah. that's what it means for us. And it's interesting to kind of see this dynamic where we are a mixture of both worlds right like we are Nepalese mm. got a certain kind of values that's been instilled upon us subconsciously from a very young age and then we're having to go out into the western world and adapt yeah. this new life but I think there are so yeah. many those core values that we're gonna always stick by and it's really interesting to hear that you feel the same way and because if I look, talk to some of my friends you know all they care about is making more money or like I just oh yeah money, right <laughs> yeah i just don't have a mansion like you know i mean i don't care about my deeper Mm. purpose i just want to make money like and that Mm. is so like alien to me like yeah it's it's so crazy because and so many people realize that when they're 70 right they're like oh my god shit Mm. more time with my kids i should have spent time with my parents but i know for a fact similar to you is like i'm always going to put my family and my loved ones before anything else um and like you mentioned it's going to be the case um even when you grow up right if anything like yeah. i think that desire is only going to get stronger but yeah of course. i completely agree with what you said as well no oh, thank you it's nice to know that you know there's that understanding with yeah. us as well um i think that for me it was just definitely something and i wasn't always like this you know like yeah. i said before about meeting different people and going through different experiences really teach you sort of the importance of you know what you feel like is important in life and um, I think a big part of me that changed was when I was t- uh, sort of in my early 20s and, you know, I'd gone, ex- I'd gone through experiences for the first time ever, you know, I fell in love for the first time ever and I, you know, met, I made all these lifelong friends, um, not for the first time ever, but, you know, who I'd met as an adult, which I never thought would happen, you know, who, you know, because I always felt like, oh, I have my childhood friends and they're going to be the friends I have forever, you know, and I always had that horrible mentality, it's a Drake song, you know, when it's like, no new friends. (laughs) And I remember being like, I don't need no new friends, but, you know, and then I got to university and I'm like, 
honestly joint to the hip with like my university friends i love them so much and we have similar conversations that you and i are having and that just honestly fulfills me so much you know and you know like i was saying that i fell in love for the first time you know i'd met somebody who just completely had challenged my you know my views on certain things and you know he just i think that he also it'd be wrong for me not to give him credit as well because he really did help shape me to become this person that I am today and um you know and just things like I think that I learned in in that relationship as well um that because before I because I felt like being in love is such an important part of growing up mm -hmm. and I know coming from an Nepalese community it's very like you know <laughs> it's very like oh. <laughs> yeah he puts a ring on it <laughs> yeah exactly and you know it's, it's very you know hush hush and that kind of thing but I will openly talk about the experience just because it really did make me who I am today and or help me to you know become the person I am today and you know before I'd met that person I was very much like I was such a wild child I was like party 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 you know I was very I was just you know I, I was like oh kids you know they can come much later you know it's not something I want to think about now I'm you know independent and you know I'm glad I had that time though you know where I was completely just a wild child for living a bit. Life, living um, life. <laughs> yeah literally living life in uni you know yeah. parties and friends and that's all I cared about but you know then you can meet somebody who can completely change that for you almost calm you down and you know teach you that there are other things to kind of look forward to and I never thought that I'd be the type of person to look forward to having a family you know I never honestly I didn't actually think that for a long time and for a long time I actually didn't think I wanted to have kids you know mm -hmm. um but you know things like falling in love can change that and it did for me you know and you know I really get I got taught the sort of not got taught but I understood the importance of, of what it was to kind of want to have a family you know it's, it's fair enough you know having a family but you know you've got to actually want it too so you know it taught me that you know having all these um non-materialistic things in your life is very important to making you a happier person so you know I do give credit to all the people that I've met along the way as well um who have helped me sort of grow up you know yeah, exactly and in a way it seems like what they've done is helped you like unlock yourself in a way right of course yeah, yeah. Back to what you said it's like you your key driver is to just love like whoever yeah it's just giving love mm -hmm. and i guess receiving love as well and i think it's interesting that you mentioned that story because in a way like i think that situation helped you get into the core of what's important for you and what really mm -hmm. is. that was there for a reason right to help of you course yeah as an individual so yeah yeah it's all linked yeah like a little yes it's linked link. <laughs> yes <laughs> cool amazing so like now that we've kind of touched on the legacy part like my final question Krita, is like i think i mentioned mm -hmm. the email as well right we kind of touched on the mm -hmm. book earlier on but um mm -hmm. the whole channels around self-development and it, it was mm. books but i think one kind of asked from my my side is you know is there any kind of book or maybe a podcast or an individual like something that you want to kind of recommend that has really shaped mm -hmm. who you are and you're like oh my god everyone needs to read this like is there yeah. maybe you can put one or two maybe three in there um is it mm -hmm. that kind of just pop into your mind like no matter what source mm -hmm. it is yeah um yeah so i think that the number one thing i will always recommend to anybody who's going through the stage of well everybody grows up but you know the stage of uh, <laughs> where really do i want to go <laughs> <laughs> not peter pan <laughs> most people do but there are some most people do. <laughs> <laughs> i'm yeah. not trying to throw shade I'm <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> 
um yeah no i think that yeah i'll always always recommend my favorite book of all time the alchemist by polo i never know how to pronounce his name still to this day um but paulo coelho right there we go coelho that's it it wrong but yeah you you probably said it right (laughs) um but honestly that i read that book about four or five years ago now and and I'm telling you, I still reread it in moments where I feel unsure about where I'm going or what I'm doing. And it really just teaches you the importance of what it means to follow your dreams and what it means. I think that without giving it away, the main protagonist, basically, he goes through all of these experiences to achieve this dream that he has. And you learn at the end of the book that it's never, ever about the end destination. It's always about the journey and it's so oh, corny yeah. again but honestly when you, <laughs> right and <laughs> and when you read it you understand what I mean it's like really then it ties in together and I feel like it's such a big metaphor as to what life really is about you know you know at the end of the day when you get to 70 you're never going to be like yeah I made it to 70 you know you're going to be like you're just going to be thinking about, oh, do you remember that time where I first met my husband? Or do you remember that time where I first met all my lifelong friends? Or, oh, the time where I had the best birthday of my life? Whatever it is, you know, you think about all the these little pit stops that made you you and sort of made you a happy person, you know, in the end. And I think that, yeah, by the time, hopefully, you know, you god willing when i eventually um turn 70 you know and i'm and i'm old and i think back to my life i always really really hope to think that you know i was always happy with all of these things that made me me and made me happy and so that's ultimately really what the book is actually about you know on a larger scale i think yeah. and um yeah it's all about basically yeah and also obviously another very important theme of the book is following your dreams and how following your dreams can make you 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 know mm-hmm. um so yeah i definitely say the alchemist if you've not yeah. read it and it is it's a really easy read isn't it it's, it's quite it short i say yeah you're right and i think one thing i do remember is this signs from the universe as people like to call it and oh yeah I mm. go through, like, is it, he calls it omens right or omens or something like yes that. yes yeah. omens yeah and i think like yeah. going back to the whole of you know like what's my purpose and what's my legacy like we do talk about the destination quite a lot but it's once mm. again there's a lot of um reward in in the getting there um of and, course and and if you truly kind of follow it like there are these signs and there's constant guidance from the higher power of whatever's out there yeah you know when you even see things like oh my god like people think luck right luck is one thing but Mm. it's always like little signs that's like getting you to that destination in a way and like yeah yeah come and go and like coincidence coincidences happen and you see 11 11 all the time but i think those are signs once again right like telling you yeah of course you're you're going to the right path like don't worry things might look a bit like hazy and the Mm. next you know, it's the unknown. That's the worst bit. Of but yeah, yeah, I think the, the, when the guy goes to journey, he's always like getting these like signs, right? Yeah, and I think that's one of the most beautiful parts about the book. Yeah. And actually, you us talking about legacies reminds me of the saying that he has, which is called a personal legend. I don't know if you remember that in the book, where yeah. you know everybody has a personal legend. And when I read that, I remember for the first time, I actually physically got shivers down my spine because I was like, or oh, goosebumps, you know, not shivers down my spine, I got goosebumps. <laughs> um, because I get what I you just, mean. Don't worry. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> I, I get what you mean. Like it was just it. It was literally like this is one sort of 
terminology that had been missing from my life that I didn't know how to explain. You know, it's not like just saying you've got a dream or you've got an ambition or a passion. Personal legend just ties all of that up together so nicely, you so, know, and I, I just, I still refer. You didn't know that was missing in your life, right? Like, until you Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. I mean? And then I read that book and it was just like, and even to this day, if you, I had, I, you know, my copy where um, I've got all these annotations. So even when I look back now, I'm like, oh, you know, in 2016 and I date them. So I'm like, oh, so my, my mind state was really there. And, or I make a really good point. I'm like, gosh, I was really woke back then, you know? <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew these stuff. Like, yeah, I knew. <laughs> um, so yeah. yeah, you know, and it's just, it's, yeah, honestly, the best book, just read it, it's, it's it'll that. change your life. Mm-hmm. And I think I, uh, one of my friends actually said that you can read the same book in different points of your lives, and it will have mm. a different meaning, right? So Absolutely. when it in 2016, mm. it's like, you thought you knew something, and then because you changed mm. so much in the next four years or whatever, if you reread the book now, it's going to have a completely different meaning, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to have a good... So it's like, as you grow as an individual, like, what you take away from the book changes as well, which is so interesting. Absolutely. Hmm. And, like, it's funny because, to me, certain parts of the book where I'd overlooked when I first read it, I remember there was a really lovely... I don't know if you remember it, but this is a really beautiful moment where he meets the love of his life, essentially. And when I was younger and I first read it, I remember being like, you know, because it wasn't important to me back then, Mm. like, you know, being in love and that kind of thing but now as a 24 year old you know much later on in my life I'm reading it and I'm like oh I want that it's amazing you know and so it's just nice to kind of know that different parts of the book that didn't mean something to you before but like you said as you grow up it means something completely different and that's what I love about rereading this book is that I always find little treasures you know and things that you know mean more to me now than it did before when I first read it it really does, yeah. And you're right. Yeah. As you grow up, you prioritize what's important, right? Like, yeah, in yeah. school, you might think, oh my God, getting into college is the most important thing. Mm. And that's what your whole life revolves around. And I think, like yeah. you mentioned, as you grow up, you kind of prioritize what's important and mm. you take something away, which is so interesting, isn't it? It's like, wow, yeah. Like, little old me has grown up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so interesting. I agree. <laughs> amazing so that was your that was your recommendation right and is there anything yes. else that pops into mind like any like once again like podcasts or, or blogs mm-hmm. or anything else or yeah so I think um I've actually got it written down on my laptop right here um so another really good one is Whole Truth by Jordan Stevens and he actually used to be in Rizzle Kicks if you remember Rizzle Kicks back in the day you know yeah 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 Rizzle Kicks yeah 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 um right yeah, two of them. So he was he was one of them. Yeah. And um, I've talked about this many times before, actually, whole truth. But honestly, he basically it's it's it centers around mental health awareness. But the people that he interviews are people that um, are somewhat yeah in the spotlight. But it's people that you never really imagined would really have a difficult story or, you know, like um, struggle with certain aspects of their life. And it's really lovely to see. I think that one of the most beautiful parts of a human being is being vulnerable and showing that vulnerability. And you see exactly that in this podcast. And I think that is, you know, one of the reasons why um, I think that a lot of people are fine, like sort of recognizing, you know, my YouTube and recognizing the work that I'm doing right now and the message I'm trying to bring across is because people can relate to it, you know? And I think that relatability is another, yeah, it's, 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 I feel like it's a soul call, you know, when, one soul talks about 
certain sort of experience that they've had and another person can sort of be like oh my gosh I had the same thing you know and then there's that sense of you know um that bonding that happens mm-hmm. that sort of just naturally progresses over time and just like we're having now you know like we've this is the first time we've spoken but it feels like I've known you for so long because we're able to relate to each other mm-hmm. and so that's a really really great podcast for if you just want to be able to you know some of the topics that they do talk about you know it are quite heavy mm-hmm. but if you have the right sort of mindset listening to it, it's, it's, it's a really beautiful podcast to listen to. Um, as the next recommendation is actually how I found about, found out about the whole truth was through this podcast called the psychology behind with Dr. Linda Papadopoulos. Mm-hmm. And, um, such a fun me, name. I know. Papadopoulos. <laughs> I remember trying to write it down, but I've literally spelled it out phonetically and I'm like, Papadopoulos. <laughs> Linda P, no work. <laughs> yeah, loads of P's, yeah. And um, so actually he had guests, um, guests sort of spoken on this show. And this show, um, Psychology Behind, um, was a great one for me to listen to because when I started to sort of learn more about self-development and how I can sort of grow and learn more about myself and how I can help myself really or learn more about me, you know, and what makes me me, um, I came across this podcast and she goes behind literally the psychology behind mm. why, you know, people act the, the way that they do or, you know, why we speak in a certain way or whatever it may be, um, sort of like mannerisms. Um, she goes through the science of it all, which I think, and she does it in a way where, like, listen, I'm not a scientist, right? I think I did GCSE science and that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um and so she explains it in a way that is so, under, you know, that we're able to understand. Mm. And so, um, yeah, so he guest starred in her show and um, they just had this lovely, it, I think it was a 40 minute episode. And they just discussed this one experience and I was just relating to every single bit of it. You know how I said to you, mm. I literally was like, I had like my headphones on and I was listening to your second episode and I kept going like yes I agree I agree like I kept like saying it out loud and it was the same thing with that episode with um the psychology behind with Jordan Stevens as well and then that was when he was promoting his new podcast back then and yeah I think that for me I've been somebody who you know I think expressing emotions has always been such a um I've struggled with that you know my whole life and when I learned more about, you know, why that might, might be and, and such, um, and when, when I came across this podcast, it just was able to A, teach me so many things and B, introduce me to the whole truth as well. And C, it just sort of made me understand why I might be the way that I am, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that it's, it's a great podcast if you want to listen to it. It's yeah. really, really short. It's really convenient. It's about 20, I think 20 minute episodes. Mm-hmm. And um, she honestly just, and she's quite a personable host as well. Like I said about you, mm-hmm. um, I think that a personable host is someone, you know, it's really important in a podcast really because, you know, you don't really see any visuals. You only hear the voice and it's important to be able to, like the person that you're listening to you know and so it's really great so i do recommend both of those podcasts i love that i feel like i really like Mm -hmm. the psychology behind because i think i mentioned Mm -hmm. like psychology is one of those things like you can either get go and get a degree for it or you can learn about it externally Mm -hmm. right and i think it's fascinating like how things are the way they are and like yeah behave a certain way and like the behavioral side of things i just love that kind of stuff so i think i love that as well so no thank you for recommending that yeah no worries perfect 
cool so cool. then i mean like we've had we've chatted for a long time really like it's nearly like Ooh. nine <laughs> yeah. but, um, it's been like honestly like that kind of wraps up the final kind of question and oh, we yeah. have really went through a journey like our favorite one yeah <laughs> we have Henry, like in terms of you know really learning about what drives you what your kind of core values are and going mm. into things like you know what has shaped you to be who you are and then we talked about mm. your time in Nepal and you know you, you kind of shared your experience around your your YouTube channel and you know the, the motivation behind it and what has yeah. that shaped to be who you are and then we start touching around the future right and mm-hmm. the future holds and then finally kind of rounding off with like your recommendation so honestly mm-hmm. like it's been so much fun talking to you and hopefully like yeah. people listening are gonna like find a lot and a lot of nuggets from you as well but I think mm-hmm. one thing I've definitely learned from you is to be brave and and let mm-hmm. go when you know things don't work out and also uh have i think mainly like have that courage to do things which is right for you and once again going Mm -hmm. back to calling so i've definitely learned a lot from you for sure so oh thank you oh it's been so great honestly i just feel like i'm talking to like a long lost sister or something you know yeah and And, no don't worry we'll be going now we'll be going oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, no i think like yeah like i mentioned on our chat as well i was like real recognized real man i'm telling you like of course <laughs> honestly it's true it really is it and is. i'm just i'm just so grateful that through your new podcast I, I was able to meet you i think that you know i'm i am we're both people who thrive off communication clearly you know and and this is a start of a very long and beautiful friendship in my opinion anyway so oh, sure. i'm just grateful to you Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thank you so much, girl. You really appreciate that. And I, I'm sure our dads will be really happy to hear that we're carrying on their legacy. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. I'm sure they're proud as well. So I'm sure that, you know, oh. they will be proud as well. Like, who would have who would've known, right? But no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you guys once again for listening to another episode of the podcast. Hope you guys found it as enjoyable as I did recording it. And if you want to share some feedback or show some support, feel free to follow me on at Self-Tough Sundays with a double S on Instagram. And I look forward to catching you same time next week. Thank you. Bye.